This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. your host and i gotta tell you something folks you know the term icon is thrown around quite a bit and almost to the point where it's in some ways meaningless but today not today today my partner in crime glenn king is going to have an opportunity to chat with ginger lynn i've already recorded as a matter of fact and i gotta tell you glenn and ginger have a history it's an interesting one, which I'll let him talk about. But, folks, the iconic Ginger Lynn sat down with Glenn King. And, man, oh, man, Glenn, what an interview the two of you put together. Yeah, I'm so happy with this one. We got some great stuff. Ginger is, of course, on the Mount Rushmore of porn, along with Christy Canyon, who we interviewed a few weeks ago. And, and Christy uh reconnected me with ginger uh, we all used to work together at playboy radio so we all know each other relatively well and have some fascinating stories but i gotta tell you having known her for 10 years i was blown away by a lot of the things we covered in this interview you're gonna hear things about her time on the set of young guns 2 her relationship with charlie sheen um things about her getting into the business initially you know, one thing I didn't know about her, I'll share with you right now. What's that? She's kind of like Star Trek-ish in that Star Trek was only around for like two seasons, right? But four. then had this— The original. Okay, yeah. four seasons. Mm-hmm. But then had, 50 years later, we, we think of it as if it—you mm-hmm. know, I always thought Star Trek had 10 years of, of shows. Right. Um, but it, it was really a, a, sh- a very small number of shows. Ginger mm-hmm. Lynn was actually only active in porn for two years. She really only did like 60 or 70 films. Wow. Yeah. So all this stuff, we find out about her and so much more. And I tell you, we got we, – we st- I stopped at an hour and just said, I'm going to have to come back next week <laughs> because there's so much more I want to ask her about. And, and so we're going to do a part two. I'm going to go back this Saturday and do a second interview with her. Let's get right to it. Here's Ginger Lynn. All right, everybody, Glenn King, on the road, I am uh, on location at the mansion of an icon of the industry. She is someone that everyone in the world knows. She's done it all, been it all, seen it all. She is the one and only legend, Ginger Lynn. There you go. (laughs) That's the crowd going nuts. And as a bonus to the listeners, I chose to be naked. 
Yes. I, and I thought you might enjoy it as well. I always enjoy seeing you <laughs> naked, fondling you, doing all those things, which is funny because it brings me to the first topic. Uh-oh. How we met, and then some of the on-air antics that we did back in the day. Oh, my. So let's just go back and try to remember, because I, basically... I can remember songs from the 80s. I, I can't tell you what I had for breakfast. Yes. All right, so I'll <laughs> remind you. banana. So, oh, those are good. I love you. Have you tried the Trader Joe's? Those are my favorites, but they have a new one that they're carrying now at at just any Vons or Pavilions, and they're they're like minis, yeah, for like half a banana, like the Trader Joe's, only better. Mm. They're 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 really good. Okay, I gotta try that. I'm personally right now believing that the Trader Joe's. What do they call them? Like banana crazies or something like that? Uh, maybe they this are the greatest the same product. One. It's little bitty teeny pieces of banana okay, frozen no. in chocolate, and they're those, so good. I have had those. No, mm. these are different, completely different ones. These are on a stick. Yeah. Um, okay, not on a stick. So. Yeah. All right, but anyway, so what happened was uh, Christy and Tiffany, Christy Canyon and, and Tiffany... Two. Oh, Granite. Okay. Tiffany Granite. There you go. So, yes, yeah, so I remember what happened. So, so Christy Canyon and Tiffany Granite had a show on Playboy... I was sort of the Uncle Arthur of the show, if you get that reference. I don't, but... Um, so Uncle Arthur was the most frequent guest on Bewitched, the TV show Bewitched. Oh, Arthur! Oh, I totally <laughs> so He always okay. had this guy, you know, yeah, I love my, he's sort of a gayish character, uh, so yeah, I don't know think? why Farrell called me that, but <laughs> anyway, I was a frequent guest on the show, and Christy and I had a relationship both on and off right. the show, and so she would talk about me quite a bit, and then we all moved over, or I didn't have a show at the time, but they moved over to... To um, from Sirius XM to X, or from Sirius to XM, or XM to Sirius, or something like that. From XM to Sirius was our first move. There you go. So yeah. Tiffany moves on to something else. I can't remember how that happened. You moved in as the Okay, host. okay. So this was because I'd been asked in 2004, but I was going through some uh, medical issues, so I wasn't able to do that. Right. Chemo kind of fucks things up when you're trying to, but I don't want to get into all that. So. Farrell saved it for me for a whole year when I did finally get there. Okay, so yeah. setup is I've just started doing. You just this started the host, and with... you discover that Christy is annoying as shit when she talks about me. <laughs> because... Christy and I got along so well because I we both found half the shit each other said annoying as shit, and yes. we disagreed completely. So please. So I do one of my call-ins <laughs> to the show, and I can't remember what it was about. Um, but I'm talking on there, and I get right through my first sentence or so, and then I hear you go, "I'm so sick of fucking hearing from him." Click. <laughs> <laughs> that so doesn't then, sound like me at all. <laughs> right. Where, where's the off button? <laughs> so yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm still talking too, and then I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, Sam, and I just realized I got hung up on over here." So then uh, I'm pretty docile guy, so I'm like, well, that sucks. Okay, I guess, you know, forget about that. But then Farrell. No, no, no apology necessary. So because Farrell, so the, like the, the, the guy the who producer. produced and created Playboy Radio, says, why didn't you call back in? And I go, what? well, because she hung up on me. Like, I don't, it's not my show. And he goes, yeah, but it would have been great radio if you'd have called back and started screaming at her saying, don't you fucking ever hung up, hang up on me and then gotten into it. With her. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, I can get back on the show more often if I go fight with Ginger. So then I would come on the air and then Farrell would be sort of saying to me like, 
try to needle her a little bit, you know, like try to get her mad. Come on, man. People oh, love hysterical. it when they can get mad on the show. And then I remember it culminated in some way in that we were all at the Playboy Mansion. The only time I've ever been to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, you missed the good old days. I used to have my own toothbrush there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm going to add that to my list of things to ask you about. I don't know how we're going to do, do this in 45 minutes. I could ask you 18 hours worth of stuff here. Well, let's but anyway. see where we're going. If we have to do a second part or whatever, we'll to yeah. be continued. Right, right. So whatever we get through today is going to be to be continued. You never ask. You ask me one question, it's going to take 45 fucking minutes, Glenn. I see that, do yeah. you not know me? No, I get you. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I wrote my list of questions. And it's like, I doubt I'll get any halfway one. through here. <laughs> any one of these, I could, I could go on for hours with you about. But anyway, so we're sitting at the Playboy Mansion, and then... Um, so, maybe Christy was egging me on or something, but I started accusing you of of harassing me or something like that. So I'm like, Christy, Ginger's scroping my dick under the table right now. Why? Is, <laughs> that's not appropriate. And then Christy leans over, she's like, Yeah, that's not appropriate, Ginger. Let his cock down. That's my cock to play with. That's not your cock. And then you're like, What? I'm not touching his cock. And I go, Oh yes, she is. She's got her hand down my pants. <laughs> And I think we did piss you off that night a little bit, so that was that was good. But that's I kind get of riled the... easily when I'm in the mode. Like I probably should be should be wearing a dress right now because that's when I feel sexy. Even though naked is much. But you sexier. look so good naked. I'm I really did, enjoying I know that. this. Thank you, thank you. And look how how good my tits look. They've stayed nice and firm. They really have. They look fantastic. They're, they're, I'm very pleased. So I I really did I really not like you, or do you think it was just a gag right away? I always thought it was a gag. I thought we liked each other. So, because um, I'm hard trying to, say. to think, did I not like you? I would anybody that Christy wanted on the air. Yeah. And if I wasn't, I hated doing the phones. I hated it. Yeah. So if they put the phones in front of me, I would just yeah be a bitch. Because right. so, I I'm thinking, do I really not like him? And what happened? So nothing ever really happened. No, I don't think. I don't think we so didn't, really, didn't really dislike. No, because <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, thought, you and in I remember. My home. <laughs> and Farrell, no, and Farrell would always say to me, "Good job, good job." You know, we want to. And, and I remember talking to Farrell about it one time. I think I actually said, "Do we? Do we? Ginger and I really like each other, right?" And he was like, "Yes, of course you do." Or something like that. <laughs> I because I do like you. Air. That's why I'm yeah. going. Did something happen? Because I used to drink back then. Um, going to be four years since I've had a drink in a couple months. But anyway, I don't drink, so I remember a lot more, although I'm getting older. so. But I don't remember any fights. So I do like you. I love you, too. I might fuck with you. Yeah. I might disagree with you. Yeah. Not might. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to fight with you. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Maybe not today, right. but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's good. All right. So that's our relationship. Wonderful re- relationship over the years. It is a wonderful years. relationship. When you called, I had no... Oh fuck! It's Glenn. Yeah. You know, I was I had my boyfriend's mother was here, and then Christy said Glenn wants to talk to you, and I called right away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, that was so long ago. I mean, we neither of us. You know, you stopped doing the Playboy show um, when it went over. <laughs> when that whole thing happened. Well, yeah, I was with man when 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 the Playboy when Playboy was underbid by Vivid. That's when I didn't make the move. But were you there when everyone got fired except for I me was. and you oh. and Christy? Or no, I thought it there was, was a day that there at the everybody time. got fired. Within e- it was except for so it was me did not get fired. Christy didn't get fired, and and uh, Aiden Star didn't get fired. fired. No, but, and then Farrell, of um, course. But Nikki and and uh, 
Maybe I missed that fire. I'm talking about the big Playboy firing when all of the people who had been around for 30 years were let go and management was changing and everything. I remember walking onto the lot one day and I'm always chipper and, hey, how's it going? How was your day? And everybody had this long, doopy face on and they're like, everybody got fired. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I hate getting fired. So I drove back anyway and I watched my favorite person, Saul, walk out with a box and just this befuddled look on his face. So I was there for that firing, but when all the girls got fired, no, I was fired before all the girls ah. got fired. <laughs> okay. I've been, been there and back many times. Right. I do have a tendency to get enthusiastic. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. What? How exactly did you get fired at Playboy? It was the dumbest thing ever. Okay, so... There was somehow in the beginning of the show, it turned out that whenever anything went wrong or got fucked up, mm -hmm. it was Ginger's fault. So blame it on Ginger. Yes. So that, in that fact, that was, would be a good movie. That was, it was the, a good the movie. name of, it was yes, a good movie and the name of one of my radio shows when I left working for Playboy for okay. Sirius XM. Right. But what had happened is I hung out with Christy a lot in real life and I hung out with, I have to think of her porn name. Kylie Ireland a yes. lot. Yes, okay. I remember Kylie. And everybody seemed to be friends and there was no problem. There was one year that my father, well, every year my father and I went to Sturgis and Road, but one year I brought Christy for like eight, or not eight days, for half of the time and she was there probably five and, and uh, Kylie was there the other five. And Kylie had bought me this pair of pink Ugg boots. And so it's always been a running joke. If somebody farted, it was me. If if there was an asshole caller, I made him call in. And it was it was just part of the show. It was sure. fun. Well, this particular day in the studio, we're going, what the fuck stinks? And everybody, it was like the foulest smell that you could ever find. And everybody's going nuts. And and I'm sitting there, and I, I'm barefoot right now. I never, I, I, if I walk into some place and I can't, I take my shoes off. Right. Well... I had wore those boots in the rain, and then I didn't wear socks with the boots for quite some time. So all of the, when they were still drying out, I was still wearing them, and so the smell was the boots. And it everybody made fun of me, and oh, did your feet stink? And then I'm like, okay, we're over it. And they kept it going for like a fucking four hour show, and I and it was like, oh, that pussy smell must be yours too, and. And it just got to the point where it wasn't funny to me anymore. Yeah. And being a professional, I did not say anything to anyone on air. The show went, must go on. I just kept doing it. The minute the show ends, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Kylie walks in. And, and so I'm yelling at Christy and, and Marie going, what the fuck? Is, you know, it's funny for five minutes. It's not a four-hour funny joke. And my pussy doesn't smell. <laughs> and you cross right. the fucking line here. Yeah. And it's not fucking cool. Yeah. And I left. Okay. I get a call from Marie later saying that I've been suspended for a week for unprofessional behavior on the air. And I'm like, bullshit. I did nothing unprofessional on the air. It all had, well, okay, it wasn't on the air, but it was in the studio in between shows. Kylie was privy to information she shouldn't have been. You're suspended for a week. Hmm. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Something's not right here. I and so I went all right fine so 
I'm suspended and like four days into it, Pharaoh calls me up and he goes, you need to find a way to apologize. I go, for what? And so I was asked to apologize and say that my feet and my pussy really stunk, basically. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. That, right. No, I'm not making an apology to anyone. Yeah. I did nothing wrong. And I was like, oh. Okay. Oh. And the ghost just walked in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elijah. Sorry about my titties my ass in your face. Hey, love them. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go ahead. Take, take a snack. There you go. Very nice. There you Your go. ass still firm, still I firm, know. and still very nice. You can yeah, you're doing a good. Off of that. You absolutely could. Well, for 32, I don't look bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that was <laughs> what I was going to guess. Film, right 35 years 32. ago. 32. I suppose I should ask you about that whole thing. I feel like you've been probably interviewed to death on that subject already, though, of how you got in the industry and all that stuff. But it's still every... I have been asked it a million times, but yeah. people that are listening for the first time who haven't heard the story... You know, they deserve it. So do you want to know the answer? Yeah, it's, it's the right thing. It's good journalism. It's Let's do it. Good Let's journalism. find out how you... Let's do it. Who got in the business. Um, worked for Musicland, which was at the time a record store. People used to listen to uh, music on vinyl, and mm-hmm. you put it onto a player with a needle, and you played it, and you listened to it. I managed a record store in Illinois. I came to California to visit my grandfather who was dying. Yeah. Um, he didn't make it, but I was out here for two weeks and not at the hospital every second. Walked into Music Land in uh, Redlands, California, or near there, and said, "Hey, I need a job." They said, "Great, we need a t- troubleshooter." So I had seven, nine stores that I had to get out of the red and into the black. I'm, I don't even. I've got everything I own in a suitcase. So I'm like, yes. So I, I rent an apartment. And, and, and you were 18 or uh, old? I was 19. 19. Okay, gotcha. All by myself. Yeah. When my grandfather died. My grandmother went back. I just stayed. I lived in a fifth wheel trailer. Uh, did, which did not have the truck attached, slept in the little overhead bin. I had two cats, which I was deathly allergic to. And so I didn't have a lot of expenses. I couldn't fucking make it. I was working 70 hours a week. It was insane. And bringing home $2,000 a month. Yeah. And and it was just ridiculous. So answered an ad, tried to be a... Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Now, did you know you were smoking hot at the time? You know what I mean? Like some girls, they don't... I'm not smoking hot. I am... Okay, smoking hot in my head yeah. is the Panther. The Panther is Christy Candy. The Panther is Seika. The Panther is Nina Hartley. They're women who just exude sexuality and they have this aura of confidence and sex about them all the time. I see myself not as that beautiful Panther, but more the cute puppy that pees all over the floor when it's excited and I run around. I get very enthusiastic. I love sex. Don't get me wrong. But I don't go into it going, oh, yeah, baby. I go into it, what do you like to do? What's your favorite thing? What turns you on? This is what I like. This is going to be so fucking cool. You know, and, and I get excited about it. I cannot tell you how many times I, I did get fired by directors who had warned me ahead of time, you do not suck dick before the camera rolls. <laughs> it's there. My lips are cocksucker red. How could I not put that beautiful <laughs> cock in my mouth? Yeah. How could I not do it? So, no, I did not think I was smoking hot. I still don't see myself as smoking hot. I look great for my age. I've always been, um, never had a problem getting a date, but I am not the... The Panther, I'm the puppy. Okay, I got you. I mean, I got what you're saying. I, you were smoking hot. I mean, it's indisputable. You are smoking hot still. You were smoking hot back then. Um, but the word you're describing is Marilyn-esque, perhaps, in that... Like, Marilyn Monroe 
was what her real skill was. I mean, yes, she was stripping sexuality, but her other skill was that everyone that saw her wanted to hug her. And if you uh. if you look at her paintings of the artwork that was done with her or not or, or the um the photography. Yeah. It's magic. Her eyes, you look Absolutely. at her and you go, Well, I want this girl to protect I want to protect her mm-hmm. and love her uh. and so maybe that's more of your character. And then for example, Do you see I think me that of way? now, well, yes. But I mean I but back then that. I think that was maybe what your allure was because I think you had there was fascinatingly enough, there weren't that many blondes in porn back then. And the ones that were in looked like they did what they do. Yes, like I, Samantha Strong comes to mind. Do you remember her? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Smoking Hot looked like porn star. Yes. I, but didn't reach your level of fame anywhere close to it. No, it was... I don't know what my but, Okay, was. just an example to, to prove what I'm saying is if we go back and we pull Young Guns 2... Yes. Your role in that movie was <laughs> completely conveyed... Weeks. I'll bet you, were, you had a lot of lines that I got did. cut I did. I made more you? money off of that movie than anything I've ever done in my life. And you see me for what? A half a second. A half a second, <laughs> but I can I can see as a producer director, I can sort of see what the director was thinking was that we don't need her to say anything. The look in her eyes, the look on her face, conveys everything we need her character to convey. So if we're cutting stuff out, we can cut out because maybe they had to cut it down to get it under a certain time. It was over so. four hours long the first time. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And so I and the reason I make the royalties is because you have to have five lines or more oh, in okay. order to get paid. And you didn't have any? No, I had. I worked a month. Yeah. No, I had a whole. Oh, okay. Role. And you didn't have any in the final cut, but you no, did in the, in the movie. In the yeah, real film, in the, the first, I shouldn't say the real film, in the first cut and the way that it was shot. Um, uh, oh, I fucked him. What's his name? Not Keeper Sutherland, but... Uh, well, there was Lou Diamond Phillips, Emilio I Estevez. I didn't fuck Emilio. And I, then Charlie Sheen, of course. I fucked Charlie. Yes. There's another actor that was on it. Um, Christian Slater. So, oh, yeah. He was uh, great in that movie. What happened yeah. in the movie was either Christian stole Kiefer's watch to give to me as a gift, and I get chased out, and I have to, I, I did the, they had a stunt double roll down the stairs... All of the girls, we get chased out of town. It's like this big finale to the hookers story. And uh, so I had a whole thing with Christian Slater that's on somebody's cutting room floor, just sitting there. Um, See, this is why it takes 45 minutes. You should have asked one question. (laughs) You threw it out by now. Um, I'm going to ask you, though, about how you got that role in the first place in your relationship with Oh, wait, do you want to know how I got in the business? Well, I'm going to come back to all of that. Okay, but first, I'll I want to take a you. quick break while we okay. hear from our sponsors. Life is about making decisions. At BMW i, we decided it was time to reinvent the car from the ground up. Making sure we were open for truly innovative ideas. We decided that the car we wanted must be electric. And it should be made of extremely light and super strong carbon fiber. And finally, we decided to make it more intelligent and added our promise of incomparable driving pleasure. We made all these decisions to offer you a choice. The all-electric BMW i3. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember... 
portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is Firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. All right, we're back with Ginger Lynn, and I was going to ask you, so we were talking about Young Guns 2, which was Young a fantastic movie. Young Guns 1 as well was fantastic. How did you get, um, did you get that through Charlie Sheen, or is that where you um, no, I met didn't. Charlie Sheen? I met Charlie Sheen on the set of it. Charlie was not actually on the on the film. Um let me do a few things at once here. I had been hearing through the grapevine for quite some time that Charlie wanted to meet me, which I knew he meant wanted to fuck me. Yes. And I've never considered myself a star fucker. I fuck who I want to fuck. I fuck who I'm attracted to, who I like. It's not like, oh, you're so-and-so. I'm going to fuck you. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're awesome, I want to fuck you. If I like you, I want to fuck you. Sometimes I don't want to talk to you at all. I just want to fuck you. Don't ask me anything. Let's just fuck. So, as far as Young Guns 2 went, I studied acting at the Beverly Hills Playhouse uh, under Milton Casellas for six years. Wow. I did not know this. I did do that. Okay. And one of the people that I made best friends with was a woman by the name of Alexis Alexander. Okay. And she knew one of the producers, Jack Brody, of... The, the Young Guns 2 films and and so he was involved and she knew him through I don't know how she knew him but anyway she introduced me to him and he said well I can't guarantee you anything um, but we'll see what we can do you have to audition like everybody else does and I went in and I auditioned for dub number 2 or 1 I don't know I was one of the doves which is a nice name for a, a prostitute Curtisans Curtisans is that how you pronounce the word? Curtisans Prostitutes who work in a brothel are called courtesans. Oh, they are? Yeah. See, I learn something new from you every time I see you. Courtesans. Oh, I like that. Okay, so I was a courtesan. I like Dove better, but that's because it sounds prettier. (laughs) I'm very pro-prostitution, pro-courtesans. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the word properly, but I am. I am as well. What I choose and you choose to do with your body is what I and you choose to do with our bodies. As long as you're with another consenting adult, um, I'm... Care who fucks who or what? Uh, the the government how. needs to end the war on prostitution. It's just not. It's not it's, a good. Is it really the oldest profession? I would guess so. I one of my treasured pieces. I collect coins. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it since before I was born. My great grandparents gave me my first coin before I was born. I still have a little packet. It was to Baby Allen, um, and so I've been collecting coins all these years. And um, I, I got off on this Alexander the Great. Uh, kick yeah. and I had to watch everything that I could possibly find on YouTube and, and any movies and any history channel and everything I could find and my father or it was usually my father my grandfather or grandparents somebody always got me a coin for my birthday and my boyfriend has continued that on and I said I really want an Alexander the Great coin 
So we went down to the famous, world famous gold and silver pawn shop that's on Pawn Stars here. And, and I found the Alexander the Great coin. And my, what I tell the story about it, it's not so much, it, it, it is as much that I studied and learned and was so impressed. But I have decided, and I know for a fact, that that coin, I just feel it was used to pay a hooker. What do you use your <laughs> coins for in the army? You pay your hookers and you buy your wine. What do you need money for? Yeah. You know? Hookers. Right. That's where you spend that it. That is so, what our military mostly does in their yes. spare time. Yeah. So my, I have a coin that I will bet money on that a prostitute was given by one of Alexander the Great's men or possibly Alexander the Great himself. Or maybe she paid him to fuck him. I don't know. But I love the thought that that coin was more than likely at some point of its life used to pay a prostitute. Fucking love it. Okay, so that's a beautiful coin. Now, getting back to the Young Guns too. Yes, Young Guns too. You. Um, so, now, here's my question, yes. though. So you get on set. Mm-hmm. You start fucking all of the guys that are on set. You didn't just limit yourself to Charlie. Oh, I met Charlie. I'd already fucked three people before Charlie got there. Yes. No. Four, Who was three first? Three and a half. Okay. Um, Christian Slater was first. Okay, wow. And he was young at the time. And he was young. I tied him to the bed (laughs) with his own belt. Nice. Freaked him the fuck out. (laughs) I had the best time. And we both had a story. Like, he he was bragging, but at the same time, I had him where I wanted him every second. (laughs) He was over 18, though, for the purpose of this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good, good. Oh, yeah. Everybody was way over it. We were all drinking age or older. Okay. Um, not always by much, but we were all in our early 20s to 30s. And Christian Slater, so you were porn, is very, what year was this we're talking about? Uh, 1990. Okay, so you've been in the industry for five or six years already. You're kind of established at that point. Yeah, six or seven Tops years. in the business. But I already retired. So you retired. meet Christians. Oh, okay, that's right. I only right. did films for two years and three months. I made my first film in December of 1983, uh, turned 21 while we were filming. I made my last scene um, February 11th, 1986. That was my initial stint in the industry. I did 69 films in those two years and three months. And by that, I don't mean compilations. And I don't mean, you know, you make 14 others. Films where I was the lead on the cover, a big part. You know, I, I never did the... Just throwaway roles. You know, I was lucky you just, enough. You just blew my mind. You just blew my mind. Because, yes, that kind of makes you like the Star Trek of porn, essentially. <laughs> because, so, you know, like I watched, my mom made me watch every episode of Star Trek when I was a kid. And right. I had no idea that they had only had two seasons of that show. Uh, yeah. Or three seasons. It was a very short number of scenes. But here we are uh, 50 years later since Star Trek and still... In such a small period of time, they had this huge impact. Oh, and yeah. that's you. Aww. I would have thought you had done five hundred films, no. and I would have guessed you'd have been active from from eighty four to eight to ninety two or something, and done. Nope, nope. Two years and three months, and then what I what an s- impact with a small number of films. Just yeah. well, you know, as I said earlier, there were very few girls in the industry who didn't look like they did what they did. A lot of them, I love them, I adore them, there's nothing wrong with any look you have, but a lot of them looked like women who would sell their bodies. And they have every fucking right to. There's no, I'm not dissing that at all. What I'm saying is, I looked like the girl next door. I, I didn't look like you could buy me on the street corner. Whereas 
many of the performers before me. I like my first film, Vanessa Del Rio. Mm. I I'm like I could fuck her. Oh my god, I want to fuck. I'm still trying. Um, <laughs> I, I really want to fuck Vanessa Del Rio. She. I, I remember watching her in the movie theater, and I was underage, and I remember my pussy just throbbing, and it was one of those like, oh my god, I want to be just like her. I want to be. I want. She was so. She was the panther. So stunning, and I remember the white sheer thing she was wearing, and she was classy and sophisticated and fucking hot shit. She exuded sexuality, no she, question about mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's just one lady that. Oh my gosh, she was amazing. So back to Young Guns too. Um, I go on the set. I fuck Christian Slater first. Um, then. William Peterson left a note for me at the front desk to fuck if I wanted to meet up with him. <laughs> but I'd already agreed to meet up with Lou Diamond Phillips. So I had to pass up. I couldn't do two in one night. That was, you know, I was going to work my way through as many as I wanted to. <laughs> um, and so I did Lou Diamond Phillips. And I didn't plan on it. I was like, yeah. okay, I can't fuck everybody in the set. So, because um, I knew I was going to anyway, if I could. Um, so, <laughs> little notches in my lipstick case. So with uh, Lou Diamond, he sat me down and we were in his in his hotel room and and he made me feel sorry for him. He told me his wife left him and she was a lesbian, left him for another woman, and they had a child. And I'm like, oh, I gotta fuck you now, you poor thing. So <laughs> Lou Diamond, yes, he was hot, approach. but it was Very it, it was okay. it worked. Good. It was a pity fuck, you know. And I fucked him great just because I felt so bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, how do I say this? I gave someone a blowjob in the back of the car <laughs> on the way to a strip club one night. We went to strip clubs a lot. Somebody's name you don't want to say I or somebody you don't say. remember? Okay. I know. I remember very well. Okay. Um, gotcha. I just don't want to say in this particular case. Okay. Um, so that was my third person was the blowjob. And I was living with Alexis the whole time as well. Uh-huh. Um, I forgot about that. She was my roommate. We shared a room. Okay. So I'm fucking her the whole time. And the morning that I met Charlie, it was horrible. Well, it was horrible. I was, I'd been out every night we went out to the strip clubs. All, all right. Of us. Now, hold on. Now, I want to get into the entire story of Charlie Sheen and yours whirlwind, uh, whirlwind romance. Okay. But first, I need to talk about our sponsor, BlueChew.com, if you don't mind. Not at all. We'd love to. So you are an icon. You're sitting naked in front of me right Ta-da! now. A situation like this could end up in sex. <laughs> and I'm a 50-year-old man, and I would be so nervous about I having sex with an icon. Right there she goes, yes. There, right. So there we go. So her foot is sliding right <laughs> to my cock right now. And, I, and if you are ever in this situation, you're listening at home and you're thinking to yourself, I'm, I got a date tonight with this hottest girl ever, and I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm worried. Whatever. That's where BlueChew.com comes in. Okay. BlueChew.com is the world's first chewable erectile enhancement pill that has the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. I'm going to guess so, that makes, them ha- makes it happen quicker. It gets in your system quicker. It's boom. right there. Exactly. What's this called? Blue? It's called BlueChew, and it's at BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And... Unlike in the old days of 
six months ago, you don't have to go to your doctor and go through the embarrassment of explaining to him why you need this. You don't have to go to the pharmacy and pick it up, but you are getting actual prescribed pills, the real thing here. Um, but what you're doing is you're going to bluechew.com, okay. you type in a little box where it says uh, what what's your ailment, and then you okay. say, I need help getting erections. Right. A doctor reviews it. Within a few minutes, a prescription is written for you, and pills are on the way to your house. And they have actually, like, I'm on a subscription thing. I get eight pills a month automatically sent to me in a little discreet bag. And this is brilliant. It's brilliant, Blue isn't Chew. it? Bluechew.com. And then help. they taste like Pez. Like, they're delicious. Do you think that they would let me try a sample? Well, it's funny that you asked that because I have a deal for our listeners of the show. Fantastic. If you use the promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T, I can remember at bluechew.com, they will send you your first order for free. And uh, they'll charge you $5 for shipping, but you're going to get your first order of pills for free. Try them out, please, listeners. I'm, I am an actual user of this stuff. I'm not just um, pimping whatever product they put in front of me. I use this stuff. Give it a shot. Take your free pills. See if it enhances your sex life. Because everyone that I know that has tried it has thanked me profusely. Oh my god, I might be thanking you. And yeah. Just because I, I'm, you know, my boyfriend's in his mid fifties, and you know, you're, I'm sitting here naked in front of you. You, you know, I, I, I can hold my own. And every once in a while, there's an issue, and and Absolutely. then it gets in your head. Yes, it, it gets, gets in, in your head. head. That's what I'm trying to let the viewers listeners know. So with Blue Chew, it's right there. You chew one up. Yeah. How quickly does it affect you? Takes me about twenty to thirty minutes Perfect. for it to hit, and so. But, you know, these pills are so easy to get, and they're there, and so I don't take any chances. If I'm going on a date with a girl, if I'm going in a situation, I mean, of course, I perform in adult videos. Right. So every single time I step out there, my money's on the table if I can't perform. So um, I use them every time, and it's not just the fact that the pill is giving me the heart on. It's that my head is not, you know. I'm not worried about it. No. That's brilliant. How long does it last? Well, the, the... the Generic for Cialis, which I can't, Tadafafil or something like that, is lasts about three days, two to three what? days. Yeah, that's what I take. Is two it lasts and it lasts for days. You don't yeah. walk around with a heart on the whole time. It's just when, when you're it, when something strikes you, you're ready to go. So yeah, this is the difference: is okay. that if you take the Viagra generic, uh, not the actual um, tra- trademarked Viagra name, I maybe mean, gotta be careful about that. It's the generic for Viagra. Right. Um, you. You're going to get up a heart on, and it's going to be hard for an hour stay. or two hours or whatever. You're right. just be sitting there walking around with a baseball bat, you know. Um, with Cialis, for two or three days, you just have to, you know, give yourself a little bit of mental stimulation or, you know, sitting in front oh, of a I naked woman like naked. a ginger right here. Uh, I can feel the tingling right now because of your nakedness in front of me. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. Bluechew.com. Okay. I am going to be – I'm sure they have a lot of female customers. Oh, can I get it as a female, or do I have to have a man – does a man have to do it? I don't know the answer to that, but I suspect you will. Cialis wouldn't. can be prescribed for women. They do prescribe that for women, so they may. I okay. will check it out because, yeah. because, because, because. Or have your man sign up. I yeah. mean, because, you know, I just, because the doctor does have to approve this, and I'm not sure how that works, um, where they can just give a prescription to somebody who's saying it's not for me necessarily. But either way, it's like, I, I know lots of females. I, I've had at least two females in the last week text me and say, hey, after hearing the show, my man yeah, tried it yeah. out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because it works. 
fucking excited as hell. Blue B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com. Dot com. Use promo code adult. adult. Got it. There you go. Thank you for All helping right. with that. No, I'm excited um, about it. <laughs> yes. No, it, it, again, I really use the stuff, um, and it, it's awesome. Well, I put my, my, my bare toes on your dick, and, and within two seconds, it was already hard. It was responding. Absolutely. It, was, it, it, yeah. it wasn't fully hard, but it was going, hey, baby. Yeah, baby. I had to pull it away. Otherwise, we'd be fucking, we'd never get the interview done. Right. That's, you know, and then we lose sort of our, our rating for the show, which actually, <laughs> we've wandered around so much, but that's what caused all the people to get fired at Playboy Radio in the first place, was that Jessica Bangkok, who had the show after me, had Mr. Marcus come into the studio, and he brought his girlfriend with her, and then they had sex I remember in the that. Studio. I was still working there when that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, the thing is, Things happen in studios, but you have to continually remind the viewers it's all fantasy of the mind. Except Even, for that, that one was real. And so, yeah, so I then never what happened? So Lisa and Lisa. <laughs> and so, Do you well, know how many dicks I sucked on here? How many pussies I ate? Fantasy wise? I. And the protein I got, just imaginary, was fucking awesome. My skin is smooth. Sure. All right. But it actually, I'm trying to think, like, the Playboy lawyers had to go back through all of our shows and then try to determine which of us were actually having sex on the air and which of us were doing theater of the mind. And then I kept my job, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I was And then Christy and I got paired up. They said to us, so it was like, so do you need me to help with the casting call? I can help you interview new hosts. And the guy that was in charge of it at the time, who was Farrell's boss, said, "No, we're not. We don't, we don't have the budget for that. So you and Christy are now partners, and you have a four-hour show or three-hour show twice a week or whatever." And I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute! I didn't sign up for this. Uh, I have a whole life outside right. this building here. And it's a lot. You're telling me now I'm doing like seven hours a week or eight hours or something like that, and yeah. I gotta." I plan for well. You and I are the only people in in radio adult radio history who planned for our shows. I have three books, three three. There's uh, what do you call them? Binders. Yeah. That, that are full because every show was written out, and then the reason I didn't like print them out, which I started doing later, was because during the show I colored as well. So all of my all of my sheets from every show. Are pieces of art. They're not just you know so and so at this time. They'll say cunt next to them or what. Yeah, like you that. had wheels and charts. Oh yeah, and, and, and I remember when I was doing. I was like, how am I going to fill up these hours with time? And and Farrell was like, well, I'll come up with a show that's funny games. So I said, all right, I'm going to call this like Glenn King's Sex Circus. And he goes, hmm. I well, think he did Sex Circus. <laughs> I did Sex Circus. <laughs> Great idea because you're modeling, you're copying Ginger, but that is Ginger's show that you're basically telling me you want to do. And I'm like, oh, all right, I got to think of something else. I forgot about the sex circus. Yeah. We were moved around so many times before we went over to Manwin. We ended up in a closet at one point, literally a closet. I remember that closet. When yeah. guests would come in, if I yeah. wanted to meet them, I had to crawl under the desk. <laughs> in between our producer's desk, there was about a three foot radius that I could hug you. 
Yeah. But you couldn't come in the door and hug me. You had to be in one spot. No, and I remember because I had a show on the on the network, you and then know, me and Aiden, we so were we were the in same... that same studio. Oh, so the I'm... worst part though was that whoever had the show after you and before you couldn't get in. Couldn't because, get in. Right. Yeah. And you only had like one minute basically of commercials to get your shit out of there, and then somehow they had to crawl in while you were crawling it by. It was a and... nightmare. <laughs> and then we right. moved in. Ah, oh, fuck. Anyway, okay. So where Charlie are we? Sheen. We're talking Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Oh, the first day. Charlie. Yeah. So now um, every night, all of there's you've got all of these. What do they call them? The the, the brat club. The, oh yeah. The what rat. did they call themselves? Well, what was it? The, the rat. What was the rat one? The brat pack. It was the, 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 rat, they the pack, brat pack. They were the brat pack. The brat pack. So I had all these hot fucking guys. They had all of these women that are playing hookers. Okay. So we we just, like, it was a party. As soon as we wrapped every night, party was on, on at the strip club. So I'd been out the night before, and I drank way too much. And the way it, the door was set up, you had to walk down a little bitty path, and on your right-hand side was the bathroom, and I had the window open. And I was not feeling well at all. And he heard everything. Okay. Everything, both ends. It was just, and I knew he was out there because Alexis was talking to him. He knocked on the door and she's like, no, she can't come to the door right now. It was <laughs> horrible. And he said, wait, can you tell her Charlie stopped by? And she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll let her know. And I'm in the bathroom turning boot red now. And now I'm sick for a whole nother reason. And shot that day, Charlie had heard I was on the set and really did want to meet me. Yeah. He had flown in specifically just to meet me. Yeah. So I know that the night that we hooked up, the, the same night, it was Valentine's Day was the day that he showed up. That was the day I was sick. And we sat around in the lobby all having drinks, decided to go oh, to the strip club again. Um, we got Keeper up on the stage that night. I bought Charlie dances, picked out girls that looked like me. Um, and he just thought I was the, the, the coolest chick ever. And I got to know him a little bit. Obviously, we were in a strip club, so we weren't having intimate, quiet conversations. But we were having a fucking blast. Right. And we went back to his room. He took his engagement ring to Kelly Preston off, set it on the table. <laughs> the phone rang. It's probably, it's not midnight yet because it's still Valentine's Day. And she called to wish him a happy Valentine's Day. And I'm laying in bed next to him. We're both naked. I'm sucking his dick. He's talking to her. You know, happy Valentine's Day. I love you too. The ring's on the vent. And so we end up fucking all night. And he stayed the rest of the time that I was there. That he could. I think he left a few days before I did. And when I got back, it was on. It was just nonstop. The day that I left to do Young Guns 2, I was living with a photographer by the name of Ed Holzman, whose career started out with him being Penthouse's golden boy and shot all their videos. Very talented man, very visual, great director. And I had stopped doing porn, and he was losing work. There, there wasn't that much, you know, pretty girl stuff anymore. And so he was going into porn as I was trying to leave. And I remember so vividly he started yelling at me and what he had done is he had never watched my movies before and I have one of every movie that I've ever made and he watched one and all of a sudden 
I was supposed to, I was packing. I'm leaving that next morning for Young Guns 2, and I'm a whore, and I'm a cocksucker. I'm, and and you, you've got one foot on one side of the fence and one foot on the other, and I'm like, you know what? Neither of my feet are on your side of the fence anymore. I'm done. So I was in a relationship when I, when I left and ended it, then came back and just picked up with Charlie. Charlie picked me up at the house. Um, eventually, after a month or two, I moved out into a hotel and moved into a five-star hotel for about six months Charlie put me up and then we just I bought a new house and kept going for two years straight and it was it was amazing it was wonderful Charlie is one of the kindest most intelligent articulate um, caring loving it's just a the, the Charlie that I knew was a great guy sure but how much drug usage was happening oh, between fuck. We you were and... doing everything all the time. We did. Our favorite thing, I think, was mushrooms mm. and uh, ecstasy. That's my favorite thing, too. Actually. Mushrooms and ecstasy were yeah. just so fun because you could fuck for days. You could still fuck, you know? Um, we did We did every drug you can imagine. You know, we did had our Coke days. We had our days. We mixed everything. We were always drinking. We were in our early 20s with... Charlie had unlimited amounts of money, and yeah. I, we went shopping one day, and he bought five cars. He bought a Viper. <laughs> he bought my favorite car, not because he bought it, it was, it's always been my favorite car, but a, a, a real Shelby, a Shelby oh, Cobra. Yeah. A Shelby Cobra Mustang. It was okay. $450,000, I remember. He bought five cars that did day. Did he give you one of those cars? No, but what we did for you know, him, he's done that with... He bought me, you know, he get, he bought me a different car. He bought me okay. a brand new white on white Mustang convertible that I was carjacked in two weeks after I bought it and totaled it. Oh. But I didn't total it. The guy that carjacked me did. Um, so no, he, but Charlie was very, very generous over the years. Um, but I was going to tell a story. Um, I, I can't remember. We just had so many wonderful times that I, 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 I can't, I, he was the kind of guy that you got up in the morning. He was already up and making your coffee for you. I've got coffee. Here you go. He was very, as weird as it sounds for a man to be nurturing. I don't, maybe it's not weird. It, it sounds weird, but it's not weird at all. He was very nurturing, very loving, and did anything and everything for me. I, I remember walking in my house one day, and there was this giant TV with a big red bow on it. Um, and, and he just wasn't generous to me. I remember one day we were driving along PCH and there was a homeless guy and Charlie drove to the closest, I don't know what it was, Big Five, some sporting goods store and he bought a sleeping bag and he bought a, a, a thing you wear on your back for water and he bought socks and he bought a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff and we drove back down PCH until we found this man and Charlie just hooked him up. That's great. Just That's beautiful. For, yeah. for no reason, other than just being a good person. Um, things got, you know, I, I spent Christmas with this, I knew his whole family. We went on a holiday to, we stayed at Tony Robbins uh, Island. Was it Fiji? I think it was Fiji we went to. Um, Bora Bora? No, I've been to Bora Bora. It was not Bora Bora. No, Tony, no, he has his own island. There's nobody else on it. Wow. It's Tony's island. Okay. And so the whole family flew there. I knew everyone I very well. Yeah. And everyone was very connected. Martin Sheen, one of, I still have a tape of a recording that he left me once 
Um, one of the nicest guys that I've ever met in my life. And I have a Martin Sheen story. We probably shouldn't tell it now because we're running out of time already and I want to get to your um, what you're doing today. But I have met Martin Sheen and had a wonderful experience. Isn't he just the best man ever? Of all the people I met during my entire time, because when I first got to Hollywood, I was working the mainstream side and uh, did some extra work and had a casting company and so on. Of all the people that I met... Martin Sheen would be number one in terms of great people. Uh, Danny DeVito, number two. Oh, really? Yeah. Never met Danny DeVito. Um, look at, at Martin as just one of the best people I've ever, ever met in, in my life. And I know where Charlie got a lot of his good traits. Charlie's mother, Janet, um, was protective of her son. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a mother. I'm the next porn star. Um, I can't imagine my son going out with a porn star. Um, it's difficult. Right. To go out and with the porn star to date, to love, to be out in public with one, you really have to be a strong man. You have to be so secure and so sure of yourself. And part of the problem that Charlie and I had was not each other. We we just were two versions of the same people, male and female. And we just, it was perfect. And people started interfering, managers, sure. agents. Yeah. Um, there was one night that I went to Charlie's house. Um, we'd been in an argument. Um, he decided that when I couldn't make it back, I was filming down in Orlando. I was doing a series called uh, Super Force, which was a children's series. And I had one scene left. And all my dialogue was done. I just had to be standing there. And the director knew I had a flight, intentionally made sure I, I missed that flight. Charlie's assistant called and said it's best anyway because an entire baseball team and many of Charlie, of Heidi Fleiss's hookers are here, so it's best that you're not. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there knitting a fucking blanket. Charlie's turning 26. It's his birthday. I have 26 gifts. The final one is a homemade blanket. He's off fucking hookers, which I didn't have a problem with, but I did because I couldn't be there. And so he, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the real problem was when, when we got back I was really pissed off and he had a, a, a limo driver sitting outside my house for about two weeks and every time he called I'd hang up the phone because before cell phones and he called back and go, it's Charlie Sheen nobody fucking hangs up in Charlie Sheen click and <laughs> we did that I'm like how many fucking times do I have to hang up before you realize I'm hanging I don't care who you are you're a dick so finally I get in the limo go back to Charlie's house and uh, there are two people behind the bar that I don't know and a bunch of Charlie's friends no girls I'm the only one and we're all joking and laughing and and Doing blow and Charlie says I love you. I want to marry you and I'm like uh, Are you gonna stop fucking other girls behind my back? No, I said <laughs> behind my back. Just be honest. I don't give a fuck yeah. who you fuck. Yeah, but I don't want to, like, I ran into a girl that had to make sure that I knew that she'd been fucking him, and he couldn't help it. But anyway, he uh, came up with a plan that I almost went through with um, to fake my death, have reconstructive surgery, move to Europe, learn a new language, change my name, and die for all intents and purposes as far as everyone else in the world knew. And he had it set up and ready to go. And my grandma, I, I just couldn't imagine 
doing that to my grandma. I couldn't, my, my, my dad, my sister, my, my stepbrothers, my family. It was like, I, but I really was, so, I, I thought about it very, very, very seriously and almost went through with it. And, uh, and because it, Charlie was getting so much flack from so many people saying I was going to ruin his career. And I'm going to be bold enough to say that, you know, I'm the best fucking thing that ever happened to Charlie. We had a great relationship. Drugs aside, we actually got sober together. Uh, I think we were about 11 months into our relationship and uh, continued two years straight and uh, off and on for a, another five until I became pregnant. Um, and once I became pregnant, we, we haven't spoken in 23 years now. Is that... Is that the first time you've told that story publicly about potentially faking your own death? Um, no, I've told it before, but it doesn't seem like anybody really cared. It wasn't a big deal. And I, I've told it two or three times before. Um, it's to me, quite a revelation, I think. It, it's huge. And yeah. the fact, it, it shows to me how much we loved each other. Yeah. What we were, it, it was almost a Romeo and Juliet kind of a thing. It's a, that's a big, that's a huge thing. It was and, huge. I mean, I want our listeners to take a moment to think about that for a second. Um, everyone thinks about faking their own death at some point in their life for fun. But to actually think about all the ramifications and where it would take you and how that what would, am life I would change. What like? So what am I going to be? And to really get serious about it is, is pretty dramatic. Um, well, I got to sort of wrap us up a little bit here, unfortunately. Okay, yeah. And then we'll call this... Did you get to any of your questions? No, not really. <laughs> No, we're going to, in future episodes, I'm going to come back to Ginger's house and we're going to find out about her, uh, the whole Tracy Lords thing. We're going to talk about um, her early days in the industry. We're going to talk more about her mainstream stuff. We even didn't even get into today's industry. No. All things we want to talk about. Um, I want to talk to her, though, and make sure she has an opportunity to promote all the things that she's doing today. I just want to say one thing real quickly because I think a lot of listeners heard... You're talking about Charlie and, and um, how he took off the wedding ring for a second and you're, you know, I, so I have a unique perspective on this because I, I get to have sex with porn stars often and people always ask me, what's it like? What's different? What, why is this so great? And the thing is, is that porn star, and you can correct me, porn stars have the ability to Chinese firewall off sex and love. Oh, absolutely. You have to. You have to. And that's what makes it so great, especially in the beginning. If you're having the opportunity to fuck a porn star, then, yeah, she could be sitting in bed sucking your dick when, when the phone rings and your wife calls and, and, you know, you're like, hey, honey. And yeah, that doesn't bother them because it's sex and it's not I, love. I completely separate them. I, I have, I'm in a 10-year relationship. And for the first time in my life ever, I have been faithful. With the exception, and it's not cheating, so I won't. I have been faithful, except with women. I'm bisexual. I love women. Um, could never have a full-on relationship with one. I tried, and it's it's women are fucking nuts, batshit crazy. But with my man, I bring girls home. We share. We do whatever, and he has complete permission to go do whatever the fuck he wants. Just because I have decided and chosen, I think because I gave my pussy away so freely. Because I enjoyed it and I wanted to, I've I've had 
Christy Canyon and I sat down one day and we did a, a little math experiment and did an average of what how many men we thought or people we thought we'd been with. And I was close to 900 and Christy was right there with me and we were neck and neck. And, and I don't, sex is fucking, sex is animalistic, sex is pure, sex is just you're just fucking. That doesn't mean I love you or I give two shits about you. Most of the people that I fucked in porn, I would never go out to dinner with. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I will fuck you. I have my favorites that I fucked over and over and over again. But wouldn't want to, like, go out with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's Eric Edwards wasn't a, an exception. You... I, okay, so, and that brings me to my other point, then, is that... Once you go beyond, so if you're, if you're, because I'm trying to answer the question for all my fans who watch this and are like, well, what's it like? Can I be, can I fall in love with a porn star? Can I date a porn star? Whatever. This is the part you have to understand if you're a male is that once you fall in love on your end of this thing, the male end of this thing, you're not on the same page as her. She's disassociated sex and love and firewalled them off. Then you started that way, but then all of a sudden Nine. you're emotional. And that's just why these porn relationships end with the guy suddenly deciding you're a whore. Yeah. Is because everything changes. And you need to understand that if you're a fan that. and a friend and whatever and you want to fuck porn stars and you found one that wants to fuck you and that's great. Go for it. Just understand that once the you cross the emotional barrier. You're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. So I don't want to 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 um uh, uh to not get to your things. I mean, we we need to make sure we promote what's going on with Ginger Lynn. Tell us about what you're doing today. Your website where people can get uh, the clothing and panties, etc. Whatever well, you want to talk. About. I have three websites. Um, the one I want to tell people the most about is gingerlynnart.com. I've been an artist for over 20 years. I love it. It's the way that I express a memory, a smell, a feeling, and an emotion of any sort. I pour myself out onto my canvas. I call them my babies. They're all women. I never want them to go away. I paint them, and every time a piece leaves, I'm, I'm like a part of me is gone, and I beg people to send me a photo of where it's hanging. So my art is where I'm really able to express myself these days. I do a lot of nudes, which are very popular, um, but I'm very eclectic. I, everything is, is uh, abstract. Um, I'm not a, a, a portrait painter, but what I do is something I love, I enjoy, and I'm finding a lot of women are buying pieces for their husband, a lot of sons for their, their fathers or their brothers. Or um, It's a way to get a piece of ginger lin that nobody else can have you have the only one and it is everyone is part of me that that i i give away so gingerlinart.com we want uh, people to go to gingerlinauctions.com is excuse me a fan favorite uh what i do is i wanted a way for every porn star once they decide to quit or they're still working but you wear your lingerie two or three times you can't wear it again I wanted a way for the women in the industry that's free. I don't charge a penny. Anybody in the industry, men or women, I don't care what you do, you can post on gingerlandauctions.com. It's an eBay for adults. You know, you're, so I, the models come over, the, the, the porn stars, they bring their clothing that they wore 
in movies, in their personal life, five times to the gym, um, dirty socks, whatever they have, they've worn and it smells like them. They come over, I take photos of them in that, and then their fans have the opportunity to get a piece of, you name her. We, I have over 400 girls up on the site. There are so many different items to choose from. So if you like dirty panties, used bras, uh, shoes, whatever your, your, your thing is, we've got it at gingerlinauctions.com. If you want to post things and sell them, gingerlinauctions.com. It's, it's free to everybody. And then my final one, in case you forget, Gingerlin Art or Gingerlin Auctions, gingerlin.com. You can get anywhere from there. What's on gingerlin.com? Is there dirty pictures of you and stuff? Or? Oh, yeah. Gingerlin. Okay. There are tens of thousands of photos of me. There are also, it's updated on a regular weekly basis with, I do a blog, um, as well as the photo shoots of all of these beautiful women. When I post an auction, you see five, six, seven photos, you can see 500 of them. So each girl I post, so you have your favorite nude, new girl, a uh, girl that you've had a crush on for however long you've had a crush on her. I have everybody from Nina Hartley to uh, the the flavor of the month or the day. You know, there's so many girls. I can't even think of so many brand new that I just shot because there are so many. But it's anything and everything. So gingerlin.com encompasses everything that I do. You yeah. can't buy anything there. It's just a place you go, you join, and you get to see and be part of my life and the lives of the other women that I bring into them. I also interview every girl that I bring over, uh, five minutes with their clothes on, and then the last five with their clothes off. So uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see on the Ginger Lynn channel, you can see the girls with their clothes on. You want to see the rest of the interview. And I do have a, a tendency to lick pussy. You go to gingerlin.com to see that. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody go check out gingerlin.com. Also, do check out gingerlinart.com. It's not a joke. It's the real thing. Her paintings are extraordinary. Her use of colors, etc. Um, is something that every person who enjoys going to galleries should take the time to look at. So so it's it's the real deal. Well, my name's Glenn King. I'm on Twitter as Glenn King XXX. By the way, what is your Twitter uh, and your social media? <laughs> At yeah, Blame It On Ginger. Okay. <laughs> That's on Instagram too or just... Uh... Um, I'm on Instagram as, as G- Blame It On Ginger. Uh, I don't get on as often. The places that yeah. I... I'm on Twitter more than anything. Okay. And that's... That, at Blame It On Ginger. <laughs> Blame It On Ginger. Okay. All right. So if you're listening to the podcast right now, but you haven't subscribed yet, that is the one thing that we ask that you do. Um, seeing as how that's just how people judge the podcast. So if you want to support us, go subscribe. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, anywhere else that the word podcast shows up, we pretty much are. And oh, and we're on YouTube also. What's the name of your podcast? The podcast is Let's Talk Adults. Ah, let's. So talk you adults. search on you search any one of those places for Let's Talk Adult with Jim Williams and Glenn King, and um, uh, uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, and now we got this super cool thing. You can say to your iPhone, "Hey Siri, play the latest episode of Let's Talk Adult podcast." It plays it. You can tell your Alexa, "Play the latest." Hey Alexa, play the latest episode. episode the latest episode of Let's Talk Adults, and uh, it'll play it for it'll you. Play. So we're that everywhere. Is so yeah, fucking we are cool. So cool. Yeah, I, you know, I will fuck with you later. But I really have enjoyed seeing you this this time, and uh, I, I appreciate it. I've had I've had a blast. Like we could, this could have gone on forever. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, let's call this where we ended a to be continued. Absolutely. <laughs> there's so much more. This is part one, and I, I said this on the last episode of my show. I told people we were going to interview Ginger Lynn, and that I could easily do 18 hours with her without even bringing a piece of paper with me. So here we are. We got through basically one question of, of my list here, and so this is part one, and we'll definitely be back um, with more Ginger. We got I got plans for you, Ginger. We got plans, especially Uh-oh. since we're neighbors here. So. All right, everybody, the great Ginger Lynn. Thank you so much for listening. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.